Hi everyone and welcome to our Impact Best Alliance, the CEO Roundtable. And it's really a pleasure for me to welcome very successful entrepreneurs to our roundtable today to talk about bridging access to technology across the African continent. Um, so let's get started with introductions and so I'll start with you, Mayoa. Hi Aisha, it's a pleasure to be here once again. I'm Mayoa Abidjiri, CTO at Calibotics. Calibotics is essentially a robotics company and we're building solutions in the area of circular economy, manufacturing and education. The main goal of Calibotics is to use robotics and mostly fourth industrial revolution technologies to bring many people out of poverty in Africa. Thank you. Yes, I think we're going to have um, a very interesting discussion about what you're working on. And Tolalupe would be great to hear from you. Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, hi, Aisha. Um, my name is Tolu, Tolu Lokwe Falola. I am managing partner at Digiscape, a female-led multidisciplinary energy company in Nigeria with a niche in renewable energy. We currently have a track record of our four megawatt solar solutions. And our objective, our goal as a company is to bridge the gap in energy access in Nigeria and scale to other company, other countries in Africa. Thank you. And we're going to go to Fidelis, who is also in our roundtable, um, for a quick intro. Okay, um, I'm Fidelis uh, Mashonga. I'm the CEO and founder of Sunplugged Energy. So we're a business that distributes um, low-cost renewable energy solutions to communities living in the rural areas in Africa. Uh, so currently we're working in Zimbabwe and we're working on an expansion into Malawi and Zambia. Yes, and so I think you have really excellent viewpoints and perspective on what it takes to actually bridge access to technology across Africa. Our first question here is, when we're speaking about bridging access to technology across the African continent, what do you think is the main criteria that investors need to be aware of when entrepreneurs are scaling their businesses, building their products and services in order to scale access? So I think for me, um, I, I would go and I would say that the first thing um, I would say investors need to be aware of in terms of scaling access in Africa is the landscape is different, right? It's the environment. It's the need, you know. Uh, most times we have um, we have data being thrown um, at investors. Um, in Nigeria, for instance, you, you hear things like, I mean, 250 million Nigerians, and then you think it's a ready market, or right? you, you think, oh, that's a market, that's a ready market. But what does, what, what, where, where are we right now? Where is the environment? Where is the market? What are, what are the needs, you know, and where do we need to start from? Um, because it, it's, it can also be very easy where an investor is coming from a very westernized um, you know, um, climb, um, highly developed climb and thinking, oh, you know, this is where you are. We need to, we need to jump from A to Z. But I think it's very important that um, investors understand that the, the environment, the factors in Africa is entirely different and we need to scale. We need to build. It has to be precept upon precept and it also has to be tailored to what, what we need with a big vision. You know, so I, I would say in terms of scaling access to technology, for instance, um, as, as, um, as an energy expert, uh, one of the bedrock and the um, and the core foundation of of any 
kind of technology or whatever you want to start, or even driving um, economic growth is power, is access to power. So you need to look at the external factors. What is available? What can we build on? Where can we start? Um, you know, and 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 what is the require? What is the need right now? What is the need um, of the people right now? I think that's very important that that they're able to see that and connect the dots. And that's an excellent point. And so, how do you think entrepreneurs can allow investors to identify those needs? Because they're highly specific with the country we're speaking about, the cultural contact the sort of impact targets that we're focused on. So from the investor side, how can entrepreneurs enable them to be able to identify the needs that will assist them and inform them in terms of deploying their capital? All right. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so I, was, I, I would say that, um, yes, in Africa, we have a country risk. We have political risk. We have currency risk. I mean, right now, if you're looking at currency risk, it's actually one of the main deterrents to investment flow in Africa. I mean, in energy access, um, I think data shows that only 2% of um, total pledges around the world, only 2% of it flows to Africa. And we all know why, right? However, I, I still think, I believe that um, Africa is still very young and Africa is a growing economy that right now anyone investing in Africa it has to be for the foreseeable future so the first uh, one thing that I, I like to say to investors is um we Africa don't be myopic you, you need to really want to build for you to come to Africa because it's not just a region or a continent where you just want to, you just you just maybe for VCs where you just want to make margins or you just want to make um, a lot of money. You have to you have to be a visionary. So I would say that it's really important that we have the right type of capital and you know the type of capital that also seeks out to impact. You know, so can we have like impact investment hand in hand rather than just mainstream investing where you are looking at VCs and you know you're looking at big margins and all of those kind of things. Um, with Africa, impact and investing has to go hand in hand. You know, so yeah, you definitely have the country risk, but you need to be a visionary. Um, investor for you to come to Africa. So always think the big vision, always think long-term for you to come to Africa because, I mean, you want, you, you probably be on this com continent and you want to build because at the point, it's we're, we're all at a tipping point in Africa and we need to build, right? Um, that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the reasons why we're all on this call, scaling, access, technology and all of these things. So it's not, you, you can't afford to have um, a mindset, a short-term mindset or being short-sighted about what, what is required. So I think for me, one of the things, any investor coming to Africa, scaling scaling, or providing funds into Africa, you have to be visionary. It has to all be about the big picture. Yes. And I do think that investing on the African continent and throughout the global South requires investors to be very visionary and to be able to see the future of sustainable investing, which is on the African continent and to build together with entrepreneurs. This takes partnerships between investors and entrepreneurs to really build the sustainable future that we need. And getting back to the part of bridging access to technology, and I'll go to and so being able to bridge access to technology going okay. from uh, the point that uh, there is there is a need to fill the gap in terms of access. What what kind of access is needed in order to scale toward the technology solutions uh, that will that will build the sustainable solutions for the future? Okay, I think I first of all I agree with 
um, Tolu Tolu rather, the market here around here is, should I say, extremely segmented. So when you're coming in as an investor, you really need to come with an open mind and come ready to learn because basically any sector you're dealing in here in Nigeria is very segmented and you have to go through a lot of zigzags and all that. You have to be ready to learn and ready to navigate, ready to dedicate your time and energy to it. It's not like you just come in and you're out with the money. You need to have that mindset that, oh, want to make something happen here and you have to be like a visionary, like she said. So in terms of technology, I think we, one thing I've noticed is, okay, founders around here, they are like, should I say over-mentored and underfunded. So one thing, if you really want to see technology grow around here, you really need to fund the little projects. I think we discussed this in the in the um the podcast we had and it's very important to to know that these people need money. <laughs> no matter how small they need some funds to like um build to support them to take care of the little expenses. That's the only way you can see developments from them. And so it's also the need of, of maybe microfinance solutions or um, differentiated fund models that allow for the possibility of funding MVPs or companies that may have different requirements. Certainly, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. so, and, and so I think that's a really important point uh, because then we're speaking about fund models that have to shift that allow for the differentiation of um, capital and what is actually needed to fund companies who want to be able to scale sustainable solutions but may require a different financing model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to the differentiated financing models that reflect the needs on the ground, how do you think this this is actually, when, when you're speaking to investors, how do you communicate this need to them of maybe being more flexible on their time horizons, offering kind of smaller amounts of capital or funding models that reflect the local markets, right? So how do you start those conversations with investors? Okay, I, um, for me, um, the first thing you need to do is to identify networks, communities, um, conferences, events where you have um, these investors. Now, investors differ and they're different categories. So, you know, you have angel investors, you have VCs, you have institutional investors, you know, they're different categories, they're different tiers. So it's really identifying the right place to meet them, um, you know, and um, I, I guess the first thing is to have like a compelling three-minute kind of pitch where you can tell them um, your product, the challenges that you are, um, you, I mean, whatever solution um, that you that you have about your product and all of that and the value add, you know, what makes you unique. I think right now, um, a lot of people are looking to 
um, invest in things that are disrupt that are disruptive that that are able to bring a difference, but is disruptive. You know, so um, what what makes what makes this product stand out, and what is what area is it? Uh, what what exactly is it addressing? Now, most 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 investors will also want to know in terms of so whatever what what are the, tar- the targeted solution? Does it also align uh, maybe with SDG goals or impact or whatever they whatever they, um, they they have in mind that they want to solve? Because I mean. Um, I, I might be an investor, but I'm not a philanthropist, you know. So where where exactly is this money going to? Where exactly is this money going to be doing? What is the target segment and all of that? So uh, I think the first thing is to identify the communities, the networks and all of that. Have your three-minute pitch ready where at a goal you're able to say, this is what I'm doing, this is what I've done, this is the target, and this is the traction made and my, your ask. Um, so I, it's it's really, um, I sat down with, um, at a panel with investors. Um, I mean, I'm not an investor, but I, and I could hear them speak. Oh, we have different people pitching to us every day. So what, what is going to really make you stand out? What are you asking for? What do you need? What kind of support? And I totally agree with what uh, Mayowa said, that in Africa, we really have over-mentored. Everybody feels like, you know, um, the, the only thing that you need is mentoring and then you have all of these discussions and then you have founders, you have ideas that, that kind of go obsolete or die in natural death without having the required funding. I also believe that, that um, you know, it is... Um, Investors need to need to have an open mind and be able to test the market. If you don't test Africa, you won't know. You, I mean, you will just sit down and believe that um, this is what happens, you know, without having... Um, evidence or empirical evidence or, you know, if you don't test the market. Um, so there has to be like a, a test validation. There has to be like a validation of idea, data and test the product, you know. So I think that that's what I have to say. Yeah. And, and I think that's such an excellent point. And focusing on the technology aspect of, of being able to bridge access, what do you think is the technology that is needed? Um, there are many conversations about new technologies on the market. Uh, we heard a lot about the metaverse and VR. Uh, what do you think is the type of technology that needs to be funded on the African continent? Uh, I think with um, AI, we've seen um, we've seen products like the chat GPT, a very powerful product. We have many other large language models like that um, coming up. I think Africa would definitely benefit from investing in AI, yeah, in building products and research in that area. And it could be useful in practically <laughs> almost every sector I can think of, health, um, manufacturing, security, education, so I think AI is an area we really need to pay attention to. And what do you think are the benefits of investing? Sorry, Aisha, in- can I can I also say can I also add to what Maya just said? No, now? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of technology, um, I believe that investors should be targeting technologies in Africa that actually solve one of the critical problems. So if you look at the landscape in Africa, we have um, their their solutions required for. Um, healthcare, for um, education, for infrastructure, for power. So any technology that is driving these sectors, these critical sectors of the economy, because at the end of the day, what technology 
is supposed to do is to drive economic growth, is to revolutionize growth in Africa. So if you have, so I believe that there has to be like targeted sectors, education, healthcare. Today we have, I mean, a massive brain drain. Um, I believe that, yes, there's, there's technology that can bridge the gap where you have like AI, telemedicine and all of these kind of things. So the, the, the right technology to be funding at this time is anything that is able to solve the critical problems that Africa is facing that, and then that will cause a shift because we are at the, at the climax of that. Should that shift needs to happen now, ahead of all this net zero and all these pledges and all this global transition that is really changing the landscape um, uh, of of the economy in Africa. So investors should be looking at value add solutions that can that can cause a shift that can also address critical sectors for growth. Yeah, and that I think is the aspect of value-add technologies and value-add AI uh, that is critical, I think, for investing on the African continent and, and towards sustainable solutions um, because it's this intersection of technology and sustainability and how technology actually enables sustainable solutions to be scaled, to be built, um, and, and what is its role there. And I think that's that's such a crucial conversation to be had uh, when we're speaking about impact and sustainability, bridging access uh, to technology and through technology to be able to scale sustainable solutions. It's, it is the value add of technology there and what its purpose is when we're speaking about scaling sustainable companies. So we've spoken about the investor conversations or funding models that reflect the reality of the local markets and then the type of technology that needs to be funded. What do you feel are the gaps at the moment in terms of investing in technology, um, the, the gaps that you see that need the most work on from both the investor side uh, and stakeholders within the local markets? I think right now, four IR um, technologies are not getting enough attention. I don't know. So I think um, Western investors are more risk averse and uh, able to take that risk of investing in quite innovative, futuristic um, startups. But <laughs> investors around Africa here are not um, willing to put their money into something that is just so abstract to them at the moment. So I think it needs more focus. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting topic. Also, um, the investors who are considered more risk-averse than others, and, and uh, like we spoke about before, the perception of risk, and, and, and that really depends on the investor you're speaking to, um, but also uh, in, in terms of risk management, risk perception, those are really important narratives that to be able to confront and to be able to modify and change, right? Because when, when we're speaking about investing in sustainability and impact um, on the African continent and throughout the global South, and then bridging access to technology simultaneously, we have to take into account that it may be a different risk profile, but maybe it's a, it's a risk profile that can be mitigated in many different ways that the investor has not considered, right? So, um, so those are conversations, I think, through being able to identify the technology that we need to invest into to scale sustainability solutions, that can be a kind of mitigation of risk uh, for the investor. 
And what are your plans for all of your companies to be able to scale, to be able to bridge this access to technology? How are you all working on bridging access to technology through your own companies? Great. So um, uh, I wanted to maybe just take you back a little bit. So um, what I want to talk about is when the technologies that are the emerging technologies, you had asked a question on what type of uh, emerging technologies should Africans, should uh, investors be investing in either on the African continent or uh, in different talk about is we we have problems in Africa that many countries or many of these Western or uh, Asian or countries or investors do not have. So what we need to focus on maybe should be on how do we get to the level or to the levels that these countries are in? Because I, I understand chat GPT, I understand these emerging technologies that we need to have them. They're very good. But I work in the rural areas. My company is in based in, in, in an urban setup, but I work in the rural areas. Chat GPT might not work for the one person that's down there. So what I think is the technologies that we need to invest in should be technologies that bring our people out of poverty, that bring our people in. I, I know investors uh, probably at some point do not want to invest in these things that are uh, proven. So I, I think that proven distribution technologies are the technologies that need to be invested in in Africa first so that we can get to that level where we can use this emerging technology that's coming. I understand that many companies or many uh, or CEOs and entrepreneurs in Africa were working on very uh, sophisticated tech, and this is quite good. But what, what, I, what I implore is that we need to get to that level where everyone can benefit, because right now most of the technology is only benefiting our residents in the urban areas or uh, in, in the cities. So we, we, we are living behind, we're creating a gap between uh, those living in the cities and those living in the rural areas. And most of our people are in the rural areas and we need to get those out of poverty. So any investment that's coming into, into Africa, I think it needs to cater for both those that are living in the urban areas and those that are living in the rural areas. I'm, I'm sorry for taking you back, but I, I feel like I needed to say this point because I'm, I feel it, it's, it's something that I really think that if, if done properly, we can be able to to even not get our raw areas to to become city, but at least to understand the emerging technologies that we're trying to bring to them. But let's 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 bring let's give them energy. Let's give them access to clean clean water. Let's give them the basics. So if we put investments into all those things, then we can be able to put um, uh, connectivity there and say we're investing in that, and they can appreciate that. But if you put connectivity or these fancy stuff to these rural people, they don't understand it. And we are then creating this gap, this divide between the urban areas and the rural areas. Yeah, and that's an excellent point. Fidelis, I think the, uh, the difference between emerging technologies within the rural areas and the urban areas, um, how would we be able to identify which emerging technologies are needed 
for rural areas and for urban areas. If um, kind of speaking to investors, how would they be able to identify um, the different technologies that are that are needed, the metrics that they have to look for? You spoke about the need for clean water, different challenges within the rural areas that require different technologies. And I think this is so important to focus on um, because this is an area for investors, they, they just may not know where to identify the needs there, right? And so what are the criteria uh, that you think investors should be looking for if they're looking for the emergence of new technologies within rural areas? I, I believe that it should be um, so it should be bought. So I'm um, I'm not saying that um, investors should look only at the rural areas. I'm I'm also I'm also advocating for uh, investors to look uh, at um, companies that are also investing in emerging tech that that can help the people living in urban areas. So what investors, what we need to do as 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 CEOs, as entrepreneurs who are running businesses, startups that are uh, trying to solve these impact issues, we need to look at where where we fit as a company. So if 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 investors are going to be coming into the country uh, or into Africa and say we want to invest, but we don't know where where we, where where it would make most impact. So if they're impact investors, probably let's put them where we need them the most. If they're venture capitalists want to make money, let's put them where we, we think they would make money, but they would also create value for, for our people. But it, it, what I've come to realize working with different um, entrepreneurs across uh, Southern Africa is that you, what you end up getting is an investor coming to, in, in, into Africa and they talk to an entrepreneur and that entrepreneur just wants to make money. That's the goal. And because, yeah, that's not a bad thing. We're all in this to make money. But if we put the right investor, if they're impact investors, let's put them in the, in the, in, in the, in, where they make the most impact. And this is the raw areas. And if that's within their, their, their funding um, uh, thesis, then we can, we, that's a win. And if, if not, we put them where they want. But the criteria shouldn't be, let's just focus on the new emerging technologies. Even the proven technologies that have been working, that have been, that have been, been used and we can replicate them in other areas, then let's do that. Because that then creates impact for our people and that also creates value for our people. So I don't know, my Ma- you had you had a different opinion, or I don't know, you wanted to say something. Uh, I think I get your point. I understand what you're saying perfectly, and it makes a lot of sense. Okay, for instance, but I still believe that imagine tech like AI, you you can find uses for AI anyway. It doesn't have to be an urban area for it to be useful. For instance, um, I'm working on a startup I co-founded, Epoch Zero. So what what we do is we build um, AI models for radiology. And these models allow radiologists to make better decisions and make faster decisions. So let's say you have an X-ray scan. You can just impute it in our software and you see the AI suggestions and all that. So one area we're focusing on now is uh, tuberculosis. 
which is very common in rural areas. So we're planning to actually deploy this software in rural areas. So that's one way in which AI can actually benefit rural areas too. And this focus on being able to identify the technologies that are currently working now and maybe to enhance them and amplify them uh, rather than just the search for new emerging technologies um, is a really important part of the discussion also because technologies or current technologies can be used in many different ways uh, toward uh, sustainability solutions that you're both speaking about that can really solve many of the issues, the global issues that we're facing. And so maybe what we're speaking about is finding different uses of technologies uh, rather than the constant search for new emerging technologies. And so this has been a really insightful discussion um, about bridging access to technology, what is needed, what investors should look for, the questions that, that, that they should be asking, and the different funding models that still need to be created that reflect the local markets and the local landscape of what entrepreneurs really need on the African continent. So I want to thank all of you uh, for being at our roundtable. Um, it's so important when we're speaking about closing the SDG financing gap to speak about what is really needed on the ground um, from entrepreneurs like yourselves. And so thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you.